You know, I got a wonderful compliment from my girlfriend earlier. Well, wonderful. You might think different after you hear it, because it'll probably expose a lot about me, or us, or we us. Uno trace on the way. <laughs> uh, hopefully she's got medical insurance for birthing, or it's going to be one of those at-home births, because... I don't know. I used to be so an- not anti at home birth, but you know what? If it's cheaper nowadays with prices, at all means, bleed my tub. Um, <laughs> it's gonna look like one of those blood orange orange juices, but in the good old flimsy tub. Um, <laughs> and then one of those caterpillars will come out. Isn't that ironic? Part of the joy of life. Come full circle. But yeah, no. Uh, I got a wonderful compliment saying you know one of the things that attracted me to you was your delusion and i'm like well then uh let's uh make a little one so we can fuck up his mind and make him believe that good parenting is just a delusion um (laughs) and tell him hey and you know the number one thing i would teach my child is hey the number one key to happiness and joy in life is having delusion. He's like, so every time you say I'm a blessing to this world, that I'm the greatest thing that ever happened to you, are you saying, and I would interrupt, yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Me saying that you're the greatest thing that happened in my life is all a lie to myself and it's all delusion. And that's the key to happiness, son. Don't ever forget it. Um... <laughs> No, delusion is a fascinating thing. It has a lot of layers to it. Kind of like a seven-layer dip. You know, you get the beans, the sour cream, the cheese, the, you know, nasty-ass green stuff, powdered guac that they put in that shit. Which I don't know why people think more layers and stuff makes it better. Have you ever heard less is more? You know, if you were to stack, you know... Pum poons on top of each other. More is not better. There's only so much you can do with a couple at a time. I I wouldn't know since I'm always a one at a time. But yeah, no, like delusion is a fascinating thing where people will say delusion is a negative thing because it's a false sense of reality or it's you're living in a bubble. It's like, well, if they say the world is your oyster. Then why do I have to wait for one to wash up to shore? God damn it, Clint. Look at you come up with shit. Um, <laughs> let me get that clam chowder, baby. Um, <laughs> was actually fascinating because, you know, at my job, it was raining. And when it rains in the job I have, they just put sand when there's wet spots. You know, safety is the most important thing. Hey, we know that uh, it's raining, you know, nonstop through this trailer. But guys, if you get hurt, it is your fault. Don't forget that. It's like, I thought safety was first. I thought we're the commodities. I thought we're the important parts. And then, yeah, if you get hurt on the job, it's your fault. It's like, talk about an insult to injury. Um, But yeah, I guess, after all, thinking a job has your best interest at heart, well, that's real delusion. Look at Clint tying things together. Unlike the shoes that untie, but I can't tie because they get caught up in knots and ready or not. Here's episode 211. Here it comes. So yeah, like all my fans and 
when this episode hits the airwaves in the mainstream, just know that the reason why this pod is successful, I'm looking at you in my eyes like you're my cult, is because you believe this delusion that I call the podcast. So yeah, welcome to episode 211 of the Often Be Podcast with Clint Nelson. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. Bigger titties than last time. You know, it's like Greg Doucet. Uh, what does he say? Going harder than the last time. Or doing doing harder, doing better than the last time. It's always blah, blah, than the last time. It's like, my titties are bigger than the last time. Sometimes good. Sometimes, you know, I ate a lot of glycogen. But yeah, welcome to episode 211 of the Offbeat Podcast with Clint Nelson. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. Oh, Jesus. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell. But most important, ladies and gentlemen... Don't forget to suck some titties right at the five-minute mark. Whew, my timing is impeccable. Uh, tell me how many things you know about men lasting more than five minutes. The gym. <laughs> uh, Jesus. But yeah. Um, yeah, no, anyways, delusion. God, you know. You know, honestly, without it, is this life even worth living? Oh, look at me getting all macro. I hate when people use a, oh, is that in the macro or the micro? It's like, just just because, like, why do we have to switch a letter to have a complete opposite meaning? I understand the slightest bit of change would be so that it's like, yeah, but is that a macro problem or a micro problem? It's like, is me flipping my dick, slapping you in the face on a train, is that a macro or micro problem? Well, it depends on the angle. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm such a fool. Like when people talk about your diet. Oh, what are your macros? Like, do you focus on your macros or your micros? It's like, I focus on eating enough when I can in a day. How's that sound? I'm not really counting how many grams of, you know, uh, vitamin C is in my freaking, you know, sausage. Like, no one, like, if you have times, like, honestly, if you have time in a day, to put your food on a scale. I don't think you have enough problems. I don't think you have a job. I don't think you have enough things in your life to do. Unless your job is literally like involving your health, your body, being a body, like all that stuff where you everything is to the micro. Like if you actually sit there and weigh your food, like honestly think you need more problems in your life. Like you need to just have a drama filled problem like create a problem like become delusional but i don't know you know if i you know honestly like you know they say as you get older you should always be reoccurring new friends every eight to twelve years or at least adding friends to the pool so when you add friends you sway the new ones out or you sway the old ones out because it is like it's actually impossible well not impossible but it's very very highly unlikely that a friend that's been in your life for 30 years is actually beneficial to your life because at a certain point what do you like there's really nothing to talk about there's really nothing like part of a friend is introducing ideas is introducing your life together experiencing life and like at a certain point you can only experience so much life with a friend 
you know, at some point, you know, one of you has to get married. One of you has to accidentally have kids. One of you, like, you have to move apart from each other. Like, there's no way that it actually makes your life better. It's delusional. <laughs> um, you know, the idea of a friend is actually delusional. Because in the perfect sense of a friend, right? Let's break down what a friend is. A friend is someone that actually adds a element of value to your life, right? Because if, if someone doesn't add value on the simplest of levels, like if they don't make you joyful, like if you're around them, they don't make you laugh. If you're around them, you know, they don't let you, you know, drive their Tesla. Um, <laughs> like what's the point of them? Like what is the point of being, hanging out with someone? That you get nothing from them. This whole like, oh, I don't need nothing from my friends. Like, yeah, well, you know what? I kind of do. I need to feel something because otherwise I, I enjoy too much time by myself. You know why? Because I'm delusional. Okay. I'm just going to say that every minute of the podcast until it becomes so fucking annoying that my cat attacks me and be like, this scratch isn't delusional. You feel the itch? I'm like, well, don't forget under the gooch. I actually made a joke about that to a to a not I wouldn't say a friend but a coworker that I'm very cool with, and I joked about I typically don't make sexual jokes to people at work, but it was a guy, so it's okay. We're typically on the similar page, you know. We're always saying solving the world's problems one day at a time because every time we'll be able to catch a few minutes with each other and we'll talk about the aliens, right? But, you know, he was poking someone with a pole, you know, just swinging that big pole around. And I was like, no, you got to get under like the good old gooch. And he looked at me for a second. He's kind of an older guy. Like, I don't think he caught it first. He's like, wait, poke it like a what? Um, And I said, you got to poke it like a good old gooch. And he's like, he just nodded his head. He's like, uh, I've been single for too long. Well, do you know the gooch is on a guy? So... Hopefully he's not actually poking the gooch. Not there's anything wrong if he's poking the gooch. You know, I'm a big gooch stopper. Um, my gooch never stops. Hey, tickle the slip. Um, <laughs> uh, today's sponsor. Bringing back the Duncan because you know what. I give you guys a lot of free shit. A lot of my time is spent. You know, I've done the math. I've done essentially close to 200 hours of my hard-earned life on this podcast. Let's do the math. That is a full nine days of my life in three years. So it's actually not really that much time when you break it down. Yeah, you got to love when people always over-exaggerate. Like, oh, it takes so much of my time. It's like, I've done like, it's like you've literally dedicated of actually recording your let's just say my example recording yourself if you do like average out to like hour-long episodes which there's a period of time i've done 45 minutes a period of time i've done an hour and 10 you know so it kind of all varies out it's probably like 198 close to 200 it's like when you actually break it down i've done 24 48 72 9 i've essentially done eight and a half to nine days of pure life in the past two plus years doing this and I was sitting there like, oh, so much work. And it's like, you know, 
It makes me think I'm not doing enough. So, breaking news. No, it's not breaking news. But, when I get a new laptop, and a microphone, and money, and fix my car, and, did I mention get money? And when I, you know, get like 19 different things in order, you guys are going to get two plus hour episodes. And you'll regret it immediately. But, hey, keep me busy. Because I would rather do like two to three hour. Nah, actually, I wouldn't want to do a three hour episode. Not by myself. But, you know, when I start having guests and stuff, one day, I've been saying that for like a year now when I bought the equipment, I just said like, eh, you know, busy guy. But yeah, being busy is not real. It's a delusion. Um... <laughs> But, you know, being delusional, going back to delusion, you know, it's like, do they lock up delusional people in mental institutes to protect society from them? Or is it to protect them from society? Ooh, I just literally did the inverse there. That's not even really what I meant to say. But, you know, I have to lay it out like that. Or did they really... Because... Delusional people are hazards to bring in truth to society. Because the truth is not always what you want to have to the masses. Because the truth make the masses go crazy. That's why I am not a believer of we as the people should know everything that the government is hiding from us or doing or participating in. I, I, like, I actually think the less we know, typically the better. Because we know all this shit. We know all the shit we know now. And look what the fuck it does. It makes people be conspiracy. It makes people have... Um, it makes people look into things. And it makes people expose things. And now we have whistleblowers where they're being incentivized. And they expose the shit. And then, you know, they're worried about their family being hostage and cap and captive. And then if you expose information, you're going to get blocked from this. You know, it's just like... Is it really worth it? Are we really happy that we know all that we know? Has your life in has your life situation got better by knowing and revealing certain things or discovering things? Like it's, you know, it's like that whole thing like the ocean. We look at the ocean as this beautiful one of the most beautiful things in the world. Everyone wants to live by the water, you know. Until a wildfire happens. Which you would think living by the water. You know, never mind. That That's kind of a dig thing. It's a little too soon. But no, so, but you know, someone said like, you know, you find it odd. That all these wildfires happen on the coast of things. And you would think with all the nearby water reservoir. They would have very easy access to really cancel out a lot of these things. So there's a lot of conspiracies that wildfires and stuff are infiltrated by the government and all this stuff and look i don't know it's possible i you know wildfires can happen naturally but i think in order for a fire to naturally cure like that the temperature would have to be insanely hot and i don't care if it's been the hottest day in recorded history it's like it's 90 degrees on average it's pretty hot but like you know it rains enough where the 90 is like eh like, it would have to be 150 degrees for fire to actually start percolating. Like, that's the thing. Like, there has to be a minimum degrees of flame to enhance. Like, that's what makes, like, people skeptical of this stuff, right? But I'm not conspiracy. I don't, because, you know, people 
have lost their lives and lost like their whole livelihood. So I don't want to get into that. Shit, what the fuck was I talking about? Someone suck my nut. Um, <laughs> not really. Even though I did watch a video where someone said, you notice how trail mix only tastes good when you're hiking? And as someone who's never been hiking, I don't know. But when I've had trail mix, it's pretty mid. So I don't know. Maybe it tastes better when your options are limited. Everything tastes better when your options are limited. So of course something that has a random M&M mixed in it that tastes like a half-assed M&M they just manufactured into this container. I don't even feel like these trail mix companies have like actual legal license to use like M&Ms or candies in it. I think it's literally like they just buy enough to mix in four M&Ms in a bag take the net loss and then overcharge on the nuts and trail mix because nuts are out of this fucking world with how much nuts and granola like you go and buy like these freaking blue diamond it's like 13 bucks for a container with like 18 half ass you know soggy nuts in it unsweetened the worst part is when you buy the unsweetened shit but anyways i'm not trying to go down a nut rabbit hole but hey I'm going nuts here. Um, Alvin, you know, is not delusional. The chipmunks. But, yeah. But no, anyways, yeah, I know what I was talking about. So, like, the ocean. The ocean, everyone loves the ocean. We love the way the water looks. We love the way that, you know... Jack drowned in it, that fucking bitch rose. I don't care. Anytime I mention water, I gotta I gotta throw, you know, strays at oh, but you know that's a real person. It's like even worse if that's a real person. A real person with someone they love would not let them shiver to death for your selfish fucking ass. Like he was the only reason worth living, and then you live 70 to 80 years longer. Like, I think honestly, like if you're a believer in that stuff, like she had, she lived so much longer because God wanted to make her feel the wrath of what she caused and made her feel that pain the rest of her life. Because he's even like, you fucking bitch. You let Jack die? Did you see what that man did to you in that car? He made you feel something no one has ever. <laughs> um, I'm such a fool. But yeah, he's like... He's like, he's the hottest thing in that car. Because the car didn't even have an engine. Um, <laughs> that hot, steamy sex. Which there was actually, like, someone broke down. Like, it's like, actually, the steam and stuff that show up in the window wouldn't even be possible because of how under the tank. It's like, shut the fuck up. God damn it. Um, but, yeah, no. Uh, but, yeah. But, no. People love the water. We love the unknown, the beauty in it. We love the scuba dive. We love the sail. We love to just, you know, live life out there. But yet, apparently only like what? They say only 3% of the ocean has ever been discovered. I mean, maybe scientifically only 3% has actually been reported for scientific research. But are you really on tone with a straight face? That like 3% of the ocean of this world that we live in. The world is 70% water. And you're telling me we've only been in 3% of that? I understand we can't really go too far down deep. 
But, you know, apparently we were able to send a submarine down there to go see the Titanic. That's pretty deep down there. That's at least covers like 1% of ground just right there. You know, we have all these conspiracies about Atlantis, the Galapagos. We have all these things about under the sea. We discover all these creatures. We understand the deep down trough of the ocean. We understand we can't physically go down there as humans. But we can send devices and quote unquote discover the sea. And you're telling me we've seen 3%? I wish I could use that excuse. So I go last night, you know, baby, last night your performance was a little subpar. It's like, well, baby, I was only giving you 3% of what I got. I don't know what to tell you. Um, <laughs> that would be really subpar. Um, <laughs> 3%. It's like, hey, when you're a top 1%. I'm giving you three times more than I need to. Um, <laughs> you know why I can say that? Because I'm delusional. Um, <laughs> I might set the record for saying the word delusional most in a podcast ever. That's what I'm going to do this episode. We've set a goal. Saying delusion the most in a one hour episode. Just for the people. Like Morgan and Morgan. Which is actually nearby. It's funny all these things I just say. Somehow it connects to something. Maybe I'm saying these things because it psychologically connects to some. But all these billboards. There is someone nearby where I live. It's probably some homeless guy. That the reason why he's homeless. Is because Morgan and Morgan took all of his shit. And I don't blame him if he's doing this. Hey you know what. Fuck him. I'm tired of. You know this is the thing. Well side note. Then I'll get back on Morgan and Morgan. Uh. You know, all radio is, I don't know where you got, but all radio is, is like 50% attorney advertisements. Like, this is why, like, you know, in my vehicle, you know, I have Bluetooth. I always just listen to my shit on Spotify. I don't even have it on a radio station. Like, but, you know, with my situation recently, that's not an option. So the radio, by default, when I'm just in it for maybe 15 minutes at a time, at most, And all it is, is, have you been injured in a car crash? Has someone tried to steal your vehicle? Have you been carjacked in the metro Atlanta area? Um, Do you have mesothelioma? (laughs) So, you know, it's all these things. Like, all it is, is like, it's almost like they're putting these advertisements on the radio while you're driving. It's almost like, you know, I'm not a believer in you know the santanic stuff but you know if there is an argument to be made it's like they put these commercials to manifest the fact that yeah you know what i need to get an accident like you know what i have been in an accident you haven't been in an accident yet but it's like final destination you see it's gonna happen and they're just getting more people in accidents so they can stay in business i don't think it's accident um <laughs> But, you know, all it is is, it's just like eight, I didn't even know there was this many fucking attorneys with the active law firm. Like, what's the difference between all of you? Aren't you all for the people? And God forbid, if you're one of those dumb ones that actually believe when they say like, hey, if we don't win the case, you don't have to pay us anything. It's like, yeah, because you're in jail for drunk driving, you dumb fuck. Of course, you're not going to be able to pay him anything. You didn't win nothing. 
They'll be like, have you been into DUI? It's like, why would you represent someone that is obviously they failed a DUI test? Like, there's nothing to really fight there. It, they're done. They're done, though. Like, <laughs> um, like, why would I take on a case where you're already guilty of the thing? I'm just like, hey, maybe we can, you know, minimize it to 80 hours of community service instead of 100. Like, why? That's not a win-win case. That's why I would always represent myself. Because you know what? That's all I, That's all I've done in my life is represent myself. I don't need no help. Um, they always say it's dumb to represent yourself in the court of law. And I'm just like, not as dumb as it is going $20,000 in debt in the court of law when the fix is in in most cases. Like, Especially if you know you're guilty. Why are you going to hire someone to go in debt? Even if you get like two years less than your sentence and they lessen something. But now you're like $20,000 more in debt that you're going to have to pay. Or it's going to be put on your family while you're in jail. So it's like, hey guys, I lessen the load. I lessen the sentence. They're like, yay. It's like, but while I'm in jail, you guys got $18,000 you got to pay in the next two years of these fuckers. And they are going to come after your ass. And if you don't, they're going to take the house and then you're going to be more homeless than me. Um, <laughs> that's not something to joke about, but still, um, that's the thing. Like, it's like, Hey, if I'm going to jail and I'm guilty, like, fuck it. Like, Hey, I'll, I'll just fight it myself and just like, you know, have fun with it. I just be in the courtroom yelling like, yeah, but have you really gotten dicked rightly recently? Like when these bitches try to fucking cross examine you, put you on the stand. It's like. Like, they act like, like, it's all done, like, the Tory Lanez thing, where it's, he's getting 10 years, and, like, it's like, you're, it's like, he claims his innocence, but he never took the stand, because his lawyers advised him to not go on the stand. It's like, well, if you're innocent, just go on the stand and answer the questions that you're innocent, or just say, I'm innocent. Like, that's the thing where when you get these fucking lawyers involved, they try to play this he-she game to make themselves seem like they know more what they're fucking talking about than you. They may know the legalities or what you can and can't say or incriminating yourself and that even you could say the truth, but it could contradict something you said previously, you raise his eyebrows and it's perjury and then you're fucked fucked if you commit perjury. But if you generally are innocent and you believe that, and, I mean, you know if you're innocent. Let's stop saying you, you don't know if you're innocent. Like, you know if you're innocent. Just go up there and be like, hey, this thing you're saying I did, I did it. And prove that I did it. This stuff's not hard. Why do I need to pay an asswipe who's sitting there and be like, hey, don't say anything. It's like, oh, but I'm going to have someone who wasn't there talk for me? Fuck you. Like, I'm not, like, fuck, fuck these people that think they know more about your situation than you. Like, fuck them. Morgan and fucking Morgan. Or Bader and Bader. Like, wh- wh- why, what's the point of having the same last name and saying and blank and same name? Just at least have two different fucking names. Jesus. Just call it Morgan. Morgan. Free the man. All right. 
Get it, Morgan Freeman? <laughs> I'm such a fool. Or I'm just delusional. But yeah. And you know what's going to happen? There's going to be some... And it's going to be some bitches. You know, sorry for the language. It's always the female lawyers that are like YouTube lawyers and like internet lawyers. Like they like they're technically lawyers, but they don't practice publicly. Or they haven't had a client in seven years because they lost their license, but they're knowledgeable. And they'll be like, well, actually, the reason why Tory Lanez and the reason why they advise him is blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, and you're the reason why men go to fucking jail because you want to overthink the situation. Just let the man speak his piece. If we, if truly, if the court system is about the truth, then let the truth be spoken. Why is that so fucking hard? Because it's not about that. It's about, let's play this roundabout game. Find contradictions and things. Let's find loopholes. Like, that's all, that's all the law is, is loopholes. Hence, OJ with the glove. The glove didn't actually prove that he did or didn't do it. It just made it harder to prove that he did do it. But it found a loophole that brought that lost all credibility for the other side. It's all just these games. It's all pipes, Jerry. Um, <laughs> and these lawyers want to talk proficient, justifying other lawyers. Like, you know, lawyers, attorneys and lawyers is just as big ass fraternity of people that have convinced us that we need to be paying them out of the ass for situations that could have been preventable anyways. But it's like, yeah, we're going to charge you this because literally your livelihood is on the line. So we can charge out of the ass. Because honestly, if the ramifications weren't going to jail for seven years or, you know, whatever, like, fuck them. Like, honestly, like, no one would be paying these crazy, like, what the legal fees? Why, like, why do we have to pay you $300 for me to tell you what happened? Like, I'll just go in court. Like, I'll just go up there myself and be like, they asked, what happened? This is what happened. I didn't do it. They'd be like, great. The verdict is in. And then there becomes this negative, like anytime someone is quote unquote representing themselves, it takes, a, it takes a storm of itself, of people automatically saying, oh, this person is delusional. It's like, you know what? You know what's a common theme? Delusion. When you do the thing that makes the most sense, they call it delusion. And I would go up there and I would go rant on the other person across like, if you think I did this, why do you even need a fucking lawyer? Like, I'm talking like I'm actually on trial. Like, I'm getting mad at a trial that hasn't existed yet. Um, someone's going to sue me for something. Especially when you start getting money. That's when they all come after you. It's like, actually, uh, I had the name offbeat uh, three days before he started his podcast. It's like, okay. But you're sucked. So suck my wee-wee. And they'll be like, oh, so I'm actually entitled to like 25% of his license. I'm like, go suck a wiener. Jesus Christ. God. Well, you know, that's the thing. These lawyers, the law is just designed to keep a vicious cycle 
of delusional people rich to make them feel like they're important when the real problem is the actual people involved, but the lawyers make it about them. Really, the courtroom is just a place for the lawyers to shine. It is one big reality show for lawyers to show how personable they are to the public. Their job isn't, I mean, their job is to help you win because it helps them. They don't really like care about the ramifications of the legal stuff. Like, hey, we helped you get off the case. It's like, great. But I'm about to be broken the next two years anyways. And the thing that you got me off of doing illegal activity, I'm going to have to do that illegal activity to pay you. So you see how this cycle continues? All I'm saying is, kids, if you need legal advice, represent yourself. Um, I'm a big fan of representation. Well, you know. Honestly, representation in, like, movies and stuff. It's highly overrated. But, yeah. Any jizz. Uh, have you ever had a dream where, like, you were recording an episode and then just, like, some mass, some mass booty appears? Um, <laughs> sorry, inside joke. Because I have a lot of dreams. Which, by the way, my dreams have been dreaming within a dream. I've actually been having this always fall asleep. Like, typically my sleeping regimen. Trust me, this is going somewhere. My sleeping regimen. I wear headphones and I listen. Like, actual, like, good, decent headphones. And I fall asleep listening to a podcast of some sort. And it's almost like I've noticed recently. It's happened on two or three occasions in the past, like, week and a half. I'll be listening to an episode where I fall asleep pretty quickly. So like after like 10 minutes of listening, I'll fall asleep. But it's like, it's almost like my mind didn't even realize I fell asleep. I just seemingly transitioned to the dream that involved the people talking of what I was listening to. And then I get into this whole nother world. With the people that's talking. And what I'm trying to figure out is. The things that happen in the dream. Like it's kind of like absurd. Not crazy absurd stuff. But it's like real intense life situations. Like escaping from the Indians and stuff. Like that was a real thing. I was listening to Joe Rogan's show. With him and uh. I forgot who the guest was. But what it had nothing to do with anyone that was doing anything like that. Next thing you know I'm like freaking escaping in the woods with Joe and like someone else and we're like trying to survive this shit and then I was listening to another episode of a sports podcast of someone interviewing someone and then my dream transitioned into those people involved in some other random thing and it's almost like I wonder if your mind like kind of connects and literally attaches like when you have an attachment to a person whether that's when you Consistently listen to someone you enjoy. You have an attachment to something. It's almost like your mind can't even separate your admiration for the person in real life compared to not. So it's just like all this continuous loop. See, look at me putting shit. Like, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of like odd because I woke up and I'm like, holy fuck. Because when I woke up, luckily I saw a battery on my laptop. It wasn't the same episode. But, you know, you listen to one podcast episode, it'll just go to the next episode, next episode of that podcast feed. And then it was like three interviews later, Joe interviewing 
whoever the fuck. I didn't look, and I was like, all I did was hear his voice when I woke up, and I'm like, holy shit. I wonder if, like, everything he said in my dream, that was actually what he was saying in the episode, and it just came out in my dream. Like, it's almost like it was a Narnia, Chronicles of Narnia thing going on. I don't know, man. The shit was kind of kind of trippy. It's almost like if you were on mushrooms. I, you know, I one time ate mushrooms and some like pasta. I mean, I was so scared. I'm not gonna lie. I was so scared to just eat mushrooms by itself. I like, I'm very not sensitive, but I get very creeped out by like if something's weirdly crunchy or tasty or whatever texture. And like, you know, one time, you know, I. I was going to try mushrooms and like, I was like, "Eh, I'm not going to eat it by itself. I definitely don't smoke it. So like, they're like, "Ah, you know what? If you just mix in some food, like it'll mix in and you won't have that overpowering mushroom feeling like in terms of the taste, but you'll still get very similar effects. So I was like, cool. I'm going to go to this Italian restaurant, order pasta Purposely get enough to go, and then when I get back to the hotel room, crunch up these mushrooms and then eat it. So that's exactly what I did. And, um, yeah, it did absolutely nothing. It's one of my biggest, like, what ifs. Like, damn, like, everyone says mushrooms are these great things. But it's like, I tried it and it did nothing. Now, maybe it's because I mixed it too much well into it, where it's like, they didn't even feel like I was eating mushrooms. It's like, huh. But, you know, that's an interesting thing. Like, I'm not really a psychedelic drug type of guy. Um, the only drug I need is a little pun, baby. Yeah, this is even like, you know, I realize I realize the description of my podcast literally says, a show with substance and puns. Like, that's essentially my... I probably need to change the script. And then I realized some episodes, I don't even do any puns. I just, like, talk about shit. Which is fine. Because, you know, I'm more than that. It's like when someone says, I'm more than that. It's like, are you? It's like, you know, I'm more than just someone who... Uh, I'm more than just someone who's a giver to life. I'm someone who's the life of the party. Man, man, man. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, you you aren't the life of it. You are the death of a party. Um, you were the death to my heart on. Um, <laughs> ever like, you know, no matter like, I call these people like soft stillers. Still softers. How about that? Still softers. And I don't mean literally like being hard, like having a hard dick. Be ever like anytime you see someone or get around someone, they just like kill them. Like they kill the mood or they just drastically like make you just by their presence. They only have to do anything. They just make you like annoyed to be around them. And they just make your dick soft, you know, figuratively speaking. Like some people, when you're around them, your dick is just hard all the time, literally or figuratively. But it's just like, yes, they're here. Let's get after it. And there's other people walking like, oh, Jesus, it's going to be one of those situations that you have to navigate through. I want to be around people that give me a hard dick. All right. That's all I want. I want people that make me feel hard. (laughs) Without context, that sounds wild or delusional. 
A. Um, <laughs> uh, dear all girlfriends of podcasters out there, don't take what they say in podcasts so damn serious. No, I don't care to have people that literally make my dick hard. It's for entertainment, bitch. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. But yeah. That's a one side effect people don't tell you. It's like when you do podcasting or you talk for extended period of times and post down to the world. It's like you're going to run into some very personal conversations with people in your own life, whether that's your family. Sometimes your friend will be like, oh, so is that really what you think about that? It doesn't even have to do anything that applies to what may apply to them. Like, It's like, oh, so wait, do you really think that about, you know, that's how you want to raise your children? It's like, well, Jesus, do you really think I'm going to sit around and tell my child to be delusional to be happy? Yes, of course I am. But I would never actually tell you that when we're having a child. That that That's... You know, that's just, you know, um, that's self-harm. <laughs> that's just setting myself up for failure, baby. But no, like, that's always a weird thing is, like, if I say something and my sister be like, oh. So, well, the most time it's, like, harmless stuff. Like, oh, so the guy cut you in line again, huh? You know, something very specific. Like, yes. Still get the family support. Um, it's like a little Dirk. The only child, the only support you be getting is child support. Um, God, that fuck. I, I'm sorry. I gotta put a PSA sound. Got to put a PSA. All my life is one of the most annoying, corny. Like, it has a very logic. That suicide song, that one eight hundred two seven three five, whatever. Like, I'm sorry, I don't remember the number. I haven't had to commit suicide recently. So you know what? I haven't had the saving in my phone. Not making fun of it. I'm just saying. Oh, how do you not remember the number? It's like, well, don't talk about it if you don't remember the number. That's actually disingenuous to the people that had the call. It's like, well, you know what? If you need logic to tell you to not take your life, sounds very illogical. Um, Jesus, that sounds like a dickhead thing to say. But am I wrong? Um, you need to stop relying on musicians to save you. Just saying. Like, I don't rely on Drake to solve any, like, any problems with it. Like, Drake will cause female problems. He will not make it better for you. And, you know, he might send, like, you may take your girl thinking she's going to collab with Drake. He tells you to go get Wingstop. And the next thing you know, when you come back with the Wingstop, they don't let you back in the crib. It's like, first of all, you really think Drake couldn't afford to Get a security person or have a personal assistant to go get Wingstop? Why do you think he asked you to get Wingstop? You dumb fuck. Well, I don't know what happened. I left my girl I left my girl with Drake in the studio, and next thing you know, she didn't want to be with me anymore. It's like, no fucking shit. <laughs> what did you think was gonna happen? You went to go get her wing stop. He made sure that wing never stopped. Hey. <laughs> Oh, he got the breast, the wing, the thigh, and uh, that whispering eye. <laughs> and he made sure that thing was double-breaded. Um, <laughs> Drake is a menace, but the menace we need. It's because, you know what, Drake is a perfect example. 
of what it means to follow the, well, American, but Canadian dream, I guess. But like, hey, you can start where Drake started and have any perception entering the game. And now, he's making sure to hit it back even harder. Because I honestly believe the reason why Drake is as much of a menace and so ruthless now is all because of the hate, told he's corny, and all that stuff entering the game. And like, you know, always saying, oh, he's not this enough, he's not a gangster, he's not blah, blah, blah. And he's still not really any of those things. But now, you know, he's got a, what's the name? He's got Chubbs. I think he mentions him in like every like every at least one song and album or anytime he drops a single or doing a freestyle where he just talks his shit. He's talking about Chubbs will pull something out if you get what I'm saying. Um basically you do not want to fuck with Chubbs. Cause you'll get more than a rub dub dub. Um But yeah. Don't fuck with Chubbs. Um there's never been a guy named Chubbs that you should fuck with, actually. Just, just like a rule of, th- just like a rule of thumb of life. Don't fuck with the guy named Chubbs. It's not going to end well for you. But um, but no, the, Drake started in such a. Well, I'm not going to say humble. You know, he was kind of gateweighted into the game, and he was put in to succeed, and he succeeded, and then some. But you know, and now it's like. It's almost like he's got to get payback in a way. He's still in every guy's girl. He's just spending countless amount of money. Puts the most toxic shit in his song. He puts out a poem book that has one line a page. And is charging you guys out of the ass and be like, hey. Because I can. Like, I appreciate that. I appreciate when someone's just like, I don't give a fuck. So, yeah. I feel Drake. You know, honestly, me and Drake, we are almost like, we are almost identical in some ways, you know? Growing up, we were perceived a certain way. You know, oh, you know, we're outcasts. We're not this. You know, we're corny, this and that. No girl wants us. Now we get all the bitches. Well, he does. But I just have one lovely lady, which is all that I need. But... It's like, it's crazy. It's just the way you're perceived, the way life, like, switches. Because all those things that made you all those things are now a lot of attributes that the ladies want when they get older. Because deep down, like, there's all this braggadocious, we have an ego. Look at me. Yeah, this is how you know I got an ego. I'm comparing myself to fucking Drake. Um, <laughs> uh, you know why? Because we're both delusional. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of, you know, this is like some deep critic, not deep thing. I, I hate this. Uh, I'm actually a very deep thinker. It's like, you're literally thinking on the surface. All right. I guess it's more introspective, right? There's parallels. Even if you're in completely different zones of tax brackets, then you can still find parallels. Um, but it's just the way that you get treated different based off certain attributes you acquire now. Like for Drake, obviously it's his status, it's his money, 
it's the money. Um, <laughs> being the biggest in his profession, being one of the most successful, what he does. And like having the power, that's me, it's the power he holds. And then like, you know, on the more natural, realistic side, there's a guy like me. You know, you control what you control. You know, you're self-sufficient. You take care of yourself. You work out and all that stuff. It's like the whole world opens up for you. Now, the whole the world's a whole lot bigger for a guy like Drake. But for a very reachable, achievable thing, you can be like me. Um, <laughs> only be like me in certain ways. You don't want to be like me when I don't get enough sleep. Because, whoo, that is a backhand to the face. All right. But, yeah. The moral of the story is, is that no matter how much status, no matter how successful rich you get, that shit always eats at you. And it's almost, you know, it's not the, it's not the uh, consistent success or the wanting something more that drives you. At least as my belief. Like, I actually don't think the wanting more part is really what makes a lot of people continuously climb up the ladder or become bigger and bigger more rich and all that. I think it's mostly the fear of the opposite, of even taking a step back. The fear of that is much more draining than just avoiding the inevitable, I guess, and growing. So, yeah. I guess the more of all that is, uh, you know, me and Drake should do a collab. Um, <laughs> hey, you know what? You did a podcast with a white girl. Do it with a white boy. And then you'll get more criticism from hip-hop media and be like, oh, he never does interviews with, you know, hip-hop media and the music. It's like, yeah, because you guys always just shit on him all the time. And you guys, you know, I'm talking about hip-hop media. Like, it's very divisive. They're like, oh, you know, he doesn't come and support. It's like, why does he have to support you? You guys didn't support him for a majority of his career. You guys sell shit on some of his music. And that's every right. But then he doesn't have to. The more power and stuff you don't have to do, why the fuck would he do it? Like, during the whole Push T shit, like, a lot of hip-hop media shitted on him. I mean, they like the Duppy Freestyle, but the whole incident itself, it didn't... And he brought it on to himself, let's be honest. But it's like, yeah, why would he? Why would I go to the outlets that... Try to profit off my demise and then make more profit from you when now it's beneficial for your surprise. Ooh. Ooh, look at Clint. Ooh, ooh, ooh. But hey, I've said nothing but positive things about Drake in this pod. And he's like, what can you do for me? Like, I'm doing everything for you by being on your show. You do nothing for me. Like, your regular interviews with whoever will get 200, 300,000, 400,000, 15 million, you know, 16. Like, because I'm fucking Drake. I do write and kill everything. Um, <laughs> oh, Jesus, I missed that version of Drake. I like, you know, I like the... I like that halfway-ish version of Drake of his career. 
I don't mind their most recent Drake's. His first couple, like his first album, really first two. Well, no, Take Care is technically his second. Well, no, because So Far Gone is technically his first album kind of thing, but it's not technically an album. Let's just say So Far Gone is the first. Think Me Now is the second. Then Take Care third is when like he really like musically hit a different level of across the board. Where, you know, but you look back and listen to the first two albums. Like, there's, there's songs that stand well, but you can definitely tell they were made for a period of time. And his voice, and they did a lot of weird auto-tuning. It's kind of hard to listen to that version of Drake. And his most recent stuff is so amazingly produced. And- Everything becomes so precise that the flaws aren't really there to like feel like it's real. And that's the beauty with, like, artists like first music and couple projects and stuff is that there's a realness to it there's a flawed like beauty to it that not everything is on point on beat the voice isn't perfect not every rap is great but there's like a real genuine feel to it like you actually feel the space that person's in and like the later on the music is so precise and great and they're so much better of a lyricist or so much better than this. But it's just like, you know, you don't really feel like you have that attachment to that person. But you're just like, they're so fucking good. So be it. And when he meshed that take care, nothing was the same. If you're reading this, is too late. Like that trio album streak was like, to me, like to this day, like those albums are top to bottom plays. And I'm not even really, if you're reading this, it's too late type album, but it's undeniable that there's some bangers on that shit. And that is just like, hey, I'm just here to fucking let you know, like I can crank out some good shit. Nothing was the same as like a beautiful, what is it called? Like people like to use the term nighttime drive type of album. It is a perfect nighttime, but there's, I think it's called a. God damn it, what's the term? It's like an atmospheric. I think that's... It's like an atmospheric feel. That's why his head's in the clouds. Because you feel like you're in a different... Like, atmosphere. Listen to it. You feel like you're just kind of floating on the track. While he's telling you... His life with a good combination of... Good verses, good courses... Beautiful interludes. Like, it's just like a perfect top to bottom... And then, like, Take Care, that one before, it was, like, there's actually a lot more flaw. Like, there's still a lot of corniness to Drake. Nothing was the same. He cleaned up a lot of the quote-unquote corniness. But Take Care, there's still some of the corniness. But, like, his elevation and his progression of what he was capable of doing, like, the type of music, you could see, like, oh, this is actually, like, this real style he wants to do. Not, like, this cheesy teenage... Like, when you listen to The Real Her with Andre 3000 and Lil Wayne, you can see, like, oh, like, this dude can get in a real, like, feeling, but, like, respective bag and not just, like, oh, you better find your loving. No, he's, like, you got the shit that, you know, that whole, like, man, like, this is, like, a well-thought-out. Like, the whole album just, like, so, oh, you know, half of it was ruined by the weekend. You know what? I don't give a fuck. 
Who cares? But yeah, sorry to go on a rant there about, sorry. Anytime it's Drake, I get lost in the sauce. Um, we just have so much in common. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, uh, all right. But yeah. Uh, um, it's a fact, you know, yeah, no, I just felt, I think I got way off track. I was, I was talking about the ocean. Anyways, back to the ocean. Um, <laughs> like Drake, middle of the ocean. Uh, pop on him, pop on him like Suzuki. Um, <laughs> no, the ocean, you know? I'm, I don't know. I've never understood the whole like living. Like, I mean, look, I get living on the it's nice thought, but there's a lot of taxes, a lot of inconveniences. It's a lot of people that travel. I don't want to live in a tourist area. I want to live like 15 minutes outside. Or like even when there's like a crazy spring break or a crazy like event going on. They're not parking in my fucking driveway. Like I, I don't want that shit. That's the things that suck about living in those areas. Like. People, when they go to bees, people like, there's no parking in, like, California. There's no parking in a lot of these places. So, people just, like, park wherever. And I'll be so pissed if, like, some 2004 Pontiac Sunfire kid on vacation from Kentucky came to my $3 million house and just parked on the curb. Like, fuck you. Oh, well, that's because, look at you. You're maximizing on the patriarchy. You probably did crypto, and that's why you got all this nice house that's, like, But you know what? Regardless of how I got my money. Maybe if you learn to park in the driveway, you could get a job at Valet, make some money, and then invest in something. And then you can have a house like mine. So you know what? Shut the fuck up. I'm saying this like I actually have a house. Um, (laughs) See, I'm just manifesting how mad I'm going to get at these kids. I would say get off my lawn, but you're not going to have a lawn in California unless you want to pay like $200,000 a year in taxes. And I just can't justify that. Um, God, I hate paying for shit that I don't need to. Uh, Jesus. You could live off the grid. I've come across a few videos of what quote living off the grid looks like. And people are like, oh, I want to live off. The-. You know, people like all these people are like, you know what? I'm just going to live off the grid. It's like, okay, so are you willing to build, fix, repair, know how to build shit that involves your water, your electrical, all this shit. Are you guys going to learn all this stuff and know? Because there's no like, hey, because if you're living off the grid, you don't really have a job because that it defeats the purpose. Because if you have a job, you're paying taxes. They're tracking your income. They're tracking your lifestyle. You got to have an address. So it's like, hey, where is this money going to? See, it's one thing If you're not spending money, that's fine. If you're not making money, that's fine. It's like, all right, I guess this person just is homeless or lives at home or whatever. If you're making money and they see that you never spend it, that's going to raise a red flag. And so you can't just, if you're living off the grid in the woods, you can't be like, ah, yeah, I'll be back in three hours. I gotta go to Home Depot after I escape this hour-long woods visit type of shit. Like, 
it's like, you know, you got to be able to, you actually have to have a skill set to live off the grid. And I think, like, a lot of people just live in this, like, oh, I don't want to pay tax, all this stuff. is like, that sounds great, and I feel you. You know, the more day-day goes by, like, I get it. Fuck it. But I don't think 99% of people that want to live off the grid are equipped to live off the grid. That's why it's called off the grid. That's why most people live on the grid. Because literally, the counties have houses in a grid. Um, I think that's California where they have that grid. They actually, they actually how they isolate Skid Row. And actually started in the 60s and 70s. How they actually isolated Skid Row, the separated from businesses of interrupting, they literally, they couldn't get rid of homeless people and actually would do more harm and work to do because then they would cause more havoc. So like, we just keep them all in one area. We build this hotel, I forgot what the hotel's called and all this shit, we use that. And this area is just kind of like for them to go ham at and do their thing. And then the other business surrounded because they didn't want them all over the place. From a business and tourist standpoint. So literally Skid Row was manufacturing design. The way we see about it today. And then lawyer and then politicians went complain about it. I was like well I mean technically your field is what created the severity of what it looks like. But I don't know. What the fuck do I know? I don't pay taxes. <laughs> I do. I just didn't this past year. But don't worry, you can always just double it up next year, it's not that big of a deal But yeah, moral of today's pod is Be delusional, and they call me D&D, because I'm Drake and delusional Because I do write and kill everything I've already said that this podcast, oh Jesus Clint You're a repeat offender of repeating jokes I don't know what's worse Repeating jokes or repeating stories. I don't know. But yeah, that was episode 211 of the Alpha and B podcast with Clint Nelson. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell. But most important, ladies and gentlemen, as the battery signals tell me you're going to die. Don't forget to suck some titties. Well, that would be a way to die. So yeah. Suck some titties on the way out from this life. Because you know what? At least you know you're not delusional of what you enjoy. Have a great day, titty suckers. That's a name that's my new name for the audience, titty suckers. <laughs>